All right. Well, welcome to episode number three, thumb number 3.5, depending on how you're tracking us, but episode number three of The Grace Between Us. I am Pastor Nathan Hurst. And I am Lori Hurst. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you with us today. Uh, today, we're going to tackle a difficult subject. We're going to we tackle are. something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. We're going to tackle something that many times uh, folks think of as kind of an affront to even who they are and to, well, their their stigma around church and around different people. Yeah, we're going to talk about loneliness today. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I, I feel like I've dealt with loneliness in my life. And, you know, sometimes you could say, well, how, how is that even possible? You have people around you all the time. But so many times people find themselves lonely in the midst of the hustle, the bustle, mm-hmm. you know, everything going on around them and they get lost in the busyness. We always have an opportunity, in my opinion, to get very, very lost in the busyness. Yes. We have an opportunity to get lost in the day to day. You know, there's so many things going on, so many things pulling for our attention. And mm-hmm. it's not that we're not connecting with people. It's not that right. there aren't people around us, mm-hmm. but sometimes even with the people around us, it's, it's this idea that, man, we just get lost in the shuffle. We get lost in what's going on. So right. yeah, loneliness is, is definitely a big deal. You know, there was a survey done recently by Cigna right. and this survey pointed out that 54% of people answering the survey and the survey was over 200,000 people. So it was a good size sampling said that no one actually knows them well. So, you know, I, 54%. I hear that and I think, well, you know, how are they not open to talking with someone? What is it? Why are they not having that connection point that they desire. Yeah, I think part of it is our culture. Yeah. I don't think we do a good job in our culture of teaching people, one, how to bring their guard down and be Mm -hmm. real and be honest. Right. I don't think we've taught people uh, very well how to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these communication wars going on now, this side versus that side. Yeah. And if you don't feel that your voice is being heard, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you feel like no one really knows you. That's true. But in order to have your voice be heard in our current culture or state of affairs, people have to just blanket agree with you. Mm. And that's not always the case. Gosh, that is true. I see that though. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over culture. 56% said that they surround themselves uh, with folks and they are not necessarily with anyone. No one's necessarily with them. Hmm. So they're around people. Yeah, you know, I think that might come from a point of, you know, feeling like there might be people around you, but maybe nobody even understands you or tries to get you. Maybe you know the real you. And it's, it's already hard enough to let yourself out there and be real with people. And when you have this sense that someone is going to be judging you and not going to accept you for who you are, you know, you tend to hold back. Well, and and the funny thing is we see this as pastors, we see this in spousal relationships. Mm -hmm. We we see this with parents and their kids where kids will tell their parents, you don't even know the real me. You know, we see that. We've seen that a lot, especially with high schoolers. Uh, We see that in just so many different areas and facets Mm -hmm. of life, bosses to their employees, Mm -hmm. you know, they leave a situation and the boss, the, 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 the CEO, my boss, my, my employer, whatever, didn't really know me. They didn't care to know mm-hmm. me. And, you know, I think for most folks, we really want that interconnectedness. We want to get to know other people, but there's something in our culture. There's a barrier that's keeping us from really having honest conversations. I think people are really afraid of people getting to know them because they're afraid of that rejection. Mm-hmm. They think that they're going to be judged and they're going to be rejected if it doesn't line up with what that person thinks. And, you know, we've have this culture now where it's really easy to hide. Yes. We have the social media we have Facebook, we have 
IG, Instagram. We're trying to be hip here. But we also have the what? Gram. The, the gram. gram, I've been told. What's it's oh, not IG, it's the gram. The gram. There you oh, go. What? Snapchat. Snapchat. I don't, I don't, I don't Other know. Other than making funny filter why? faces, I've got make, no idea. It's only, it's yeah. anyway, it's for like 14 year olds. Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Well, you know, Twitter's and, the mosh pit of, you know, crazy people screaming at one another. Well, even let's talk about texting. You know, you text absolutely. somebody something and there's so many ways to interpret something. So yes. it's easy to hide behind all of this stuff. You can, in texting in our modern day communication, because half the time we're not eye to eye with how we connect right. with people, that you can put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Oh, you can man. change the tone of a conversation instantly. And I think that does impede people from honestly connecting. Mm -hmm. In this same survey, 40% said they felt isolated from others. That's so, the socials again, I think. Well, but think about it. You have social media, you have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And these are meant to be platforms that connect. Right. But with one click touch, you know. But half the time, it's, they're not real. You know, they can hide behind. But there's generations out there that are saying it's very real. Gosh, it's it so means hard. something to You know, them. because I feel like that interaction, that one-on-one, -on -one, that human touch is what can help us truly be honest. Because when we, when you look someone eyeball to eyeball, mm -hmm. like it's really hard to hide. Trust me, it's hard to hide right now. Like we are, we're <laughs> as close as we get all day, like right now. <laughs> but so, you know, you have I know to. what she had for lunch, but oh. you know, it's actually, she doesn't have bad breath. She has That's really wonderful. good breath. I know I'm getting on her today. Oh, it's gosh. okay. There's a little something fun. right here, this is great. Right, right, right there, just oh right gosh. there. You gotta Thank get you. it Thank anyway. You. But we have 40% of the culture saying they feel isolated mm -hmm. and alone. I think technology is meant to help bridge that gap, but I think we are not mature enough in our technologies to know how that's actually going to flesh out. Mm. So we're living in this gap age, right? Yeah. Henry Ford develops the automobile. It's going to take us, you know, from coast to coast. Yet there was still a group of people who were coming off of horses. They learned how to shoe horses. They had to make the transition to the automobile and how to put oil in it and gas in it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just for rich elite people. And so there's this gap coming, or the, I'm sorry, that we're living in now in our culture where we're just trying to mature the tools that we have. I don't yeah. think we've gotten there yet on how to bring connection. I think it'll happen over time. Some of these tools will help us bring connection, but in the interim, mm -hmm. we're feeling more lonely literally than ever. Yeah, I mean, is that healthy though to replace that? I don't it's think a, you're replacing it. I don't think you're replacing it. I think we're coming to a place where we're enhancing or giving other opportunities. You know, when letter writing stopped, it was the telephone sure. and it was, you know, there's other means of communication and then it telephone went to email and, mm -hmm. and then pagers. Remember if it's major, call me on my pager. Like remember those lines? Those, no. Oh, that was a great line when you had a pager and you were in junior high, you know, you could really, cool. could really get the girls with the pager. Woo. Anyway, it didn't work for that me. Well. I don't know who it worked for, <laughs> uh, but there was this moment in time where it changed transition, you know, from telephone to pager to texting or to email mm -hmm. to texting and now all the social media platforms. So communication is going to change. Right. I think the difference is it's changed so fast and so frequent that mm -hmm. we've lost the ability to learn how to connect. Right. And that is something that needs to come back. In fact, we have this loneliness score study and Generation Z, mm -hmm. so the, the new up-and-comers, you know, the guys that are just starting to get into the workforce, 48.3%, or I'm sorry, they have an index loneliness of 48.3. So out of a scale of 1 to 100, they're feeling 48.3. And then it drops down in millennials to 45.3. Not a lot. Not, not a big jump there. You know? And then baby boomers drops all the way down to 42.4. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the greatest generation and they're 38.6. Mm -hmm. So we literally see this trend. Your greatest generation 
to Gen Z. And there's a 10 point swing Mm -hmm. that they feel more lonely. Wow. And I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Loneliness. I think it plagues so many different age groups. Like there's Mm -hmm. not just one age group that is dealing with this. I mean, this is a, this is an epidemic within the community. People. Yeah. You know, and, and you look at some of the stats of millennials and Gen Z's saying they're not even going to get married. If they do, it's not going to be till much later. Mm-hmm. You have uh, millennials actually getting uh, married much, much later than the baby boomers and, and even the Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a reality to uh, we don't know how to have some of the relationships that are cornerstone to culture and society. This relationship right here. Mm-hmm. Right. Marriage man and wife, Mm -hmm. how do we do this thing? And sometimes that can even lead to a sense of being lonely. You know, we've come to a place where we have a lot of things to do. Yeah. Every day we have a lot of things to do, a lot of things to cover. Busy, busy, busy. And we're in front of so many different faces, but you have to ask the question, are we actually connecting? Yeah, the busyness can overtake you. You know, we get busy with work. Yeah. We get busy with kids. They're nonstop. Constantly. This weekend, I tell you not, kid you not, Nash was just constantly making noise. I couldn't even think. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was actually craving some lonely time. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we ha- get overwhelmed. We get busy, we with, get these busy things, with these things. And, you know, sometimes it's not a priority, you know, to figure out so, how to get past some of these feelings that we're feeling of being alone, even with all this stuff going on around us. Yeah. And, you know, we get to the point where we're even with our spouse, we're just busy. We're doing mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. but we're not connecting. You know, we intentionally make time each mm-hmm. week. We have intentional time together, but I'll be honest, even in that intentional time, those busyness things can consume us Absolutely. so that we're not even really connecting on the level that we're intending to because yeah, we carve out a moment in our schedule. We carve out a couple days a week mm-hmm. where we have lunch together and we sit down have open conversations. Anything's mm-hmm. open, but there are times where it's just a busyness. I've yeah. got to get this done and this done and this done. Let's figure out this schedule. And did we do this and we do that? Mm-hmm. And we really didn't t- spend that hour connecting like we're intending right, to. Right, right. And so we've got to replace that. And the good thing is we made it a pattern and a habit mm-hmm. in our life. So we come back to that. But folks that don't have it as a pattern, it can be in one door and out the other. You barely see each other. And even in your own house, you're not right. connecting. Right. And, and I think, you know, there's another issue that we need to bring up is this issue of aging parents. Mm. More and more folks with aging parents are having mom and dad come back and they live, live with them. They live with you, yeah. Yeah, and so they're dealing with end-of-life care, they're Mm -hmm. dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, or maybe other medical problems, Mm -hmm. and not really sure how to, how to take on that burden. Right. And yeah, you, you don't know who to talk to about it, you know, and you, you feel like you need to spend that time with them. Because they spent that time with you. Right, right. And so that's a hard thing to balance and trying to figure out how you can take care of you and these feelings that you have and take care of this other individual that's in your home as well as your Absolutely. family. And still feel like you're contributing and connecting in a community. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very difficult thing at times. So I think the big question we got to ask ourselves is, you know, when we are in these moments of loneliness, can we use them? Can we use them to get more intimate in our connection and communication with Jesus? I, mean, I think we should try to do that. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there's moments where, you know, you actually do need that one-on-one interaction with humans, yeah. you know, and we can certainly use this time. But that's definitely the church answer, right? Yeah. Get Jesus and all yeah. the loneliness goes away. In fact, a lot of folks will even quote scriptures like Philippians chapter four and verse seven, which right. says, uh, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And it's a true scripture, mm-hmm. right? There's a peace of God that comes. Mm-hmm. It transcends all understanding. Right. It'll guard our heart and our mind. But when you're in that moment of feeling lonely, mm-hmm. 
Sometimes you don't want to hear scripture. You want to hear, okay, what do I do? Right. Or if you hear scripture, you want to hear a practical application. How am I either not going to be lonely anymore? Or what am I going to do with the loneliness that I feel? Right. You know, I always used to go to a different scripture. I would go to um, John 14, 27. And I like it out of the message version here. It says, um, I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. Don't le- I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned. Don't be upset. Don't be distraught. You know, that's one that I used to that's go huge. to, you know, dealing with loneliness. And so oftentimes we feel ashamed to say we're lonely mm-hmm. because we we're like in a sea of people, yet we still feel so alone. Yes. And, you know, the social media aspect hasn't helped that. You know, it gives us so many more opportunities to kind of feel connected, but still be alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need that community. And it's you have to be intentional on those moments. You know, we do need to seek God's peace and he gives that to us and we need to take time to get in the word of God and, you know, get closer to Jesus. But I think we have to be intentional on that community aspect too. And in, in church, you know, having that intentional time with Jesus is key, but we can't forsake that assembling together. I mean, the Bible is very clear on that. Well, it's not not just in the church pews. It's it's coming together, eating a meal, connecting Mm -hmm. with people, being real, being honest. Getting to know them. Opening yourself up. Look them eyeball to eyeball. Eyeball to eyeball, man. You can't hide. You can't hide when you're knee to knee. But, you know, we we forget the idea even that Jesus as a human felt lonely. You know, uh, Luke chapter 5 and verse 16 says that he often drew away from the crowd, went Mm -hmm. away. Mm-hmm. just to be by himself. Yeah. And I think there's twofold there. One, I think he went to kind of recharge, mm-hmm. but I think there's another aspect there of the personhood of Jesus that he was lonely. Like this wasn't the the world that he was used to. This wasn't the existence he was used to. He puts on this flesh suit, starts to become one of us. And I think there's an aspect of him living with us thinking, I want to get you guys up to my level mm. and seeing life and seeing eternity and mm-hmm. seeing the purposes and plan of God at such a different level. I'm sure it was difficult. In fact, we know it was because in Matthew chapter 26, we read that Jesus was literally in this excruciating place. It's, he literally says his soul, his soul was exceedingly sorrow, even to the point of death. And he was asking his disciples, he said, stay here and yeah, watch stay with, with me. me. And they literally that. couldn't. Yeah. They literally fell asleep. He's like, come on, guys. Like, I'm going to go through something difficult and hard. My soul, my soul is hurting to the point where I feel like I want to die. Will you stay with me? And even they were like, mm, peace yeah. out. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I do got, like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Could we tarry a little longer? You know, could we wait a little more? But we forget that if we feel lonely, we're in good company. Yeah. We it's are not like company. we're the only person that's ever felt lonely. It's mm-hmm. not like Jesus never felt these these feelings. He mm-hmm. knew how to overcome them, which is a different it's a different tool altogether. Mm-hmm. He knew where to go to recharge and to regain and get his source back. But every single person has opportunities at time to feel loneliness. Absolutely. You know, it just makes me think of, you know, the introvert opposed to the extrovert. And yeah. I know that introverts have a really hard time connecting with people because it kind of gives them anxiety mm-hmm. and things like that. But, you know, even introverts who like that time alone, like that, they need that community. They need people around mm-hmm. them. And so those times are hard, you know, for people who it's definitely outside of their comfort zone to connect with people, but yet they crave that and they do feel lonely. You know, having that, that 
in your mind and trying to work through that is really difficult. And I feel like a lot of people are in a lonely state when they have that type of personality. Yeah. And there's personality differences, obviously, that drive us mm -hmm. uh, to different behavioral patterns. Uh, you know, if you're an extrovert, it doesn't mean you don't feel lonely. Right. You can be in a crowded room of people and like the survey says, nobody really nobody knows, knows me. Nobody knows me. And that's definitely the extrovert. The right. people that feel isolated and alone, I guarantee you many of them at times are the introverts. Not mm -hmm. that they don't like their me time, right. but it's hard to exchange a piece of who I am mm -hmm. for a piece of another person to really match hearts. Yes. And feel connected. Yes. And we don't, again, we don't do that well as a society. No. We need to get better at it. But again, scripture speaks to that. He that, does. you know, even Jesus, again, felt alone. He called to those around him, man, just stick with me. And it didn't work out. And they passed out, fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And you could see the, the, the frustration in the story. Like, come on, guys, you couldn't be with me right. in this hour, this time of need. I needed you. And when I really needed right. you. So, you know, he felt a sense of loneliness, you know. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 16 yeah. says, or verse six says to be strong and courageous and do not be afraid or terrified because of them and whoever they are for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you mm -hmm. or forsake you. Yeah. It's a big scripture. I mean, it speaks to this fact that we're never honestly alone, right? The God of the universe is always watching over us, caring for us, looking at us involved in the minute details of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yet for so many of us, at times, we just need that Jesus with skin on moment, mm -hmm. not necessarily the spiritual Jesus. Well, it's hard because a lot of times in church, you say you're lonely and, you know, people are kind of like, well, all you need is Jesus. He, he's everything that you need and he is. But, you know, we still, God created us to have those connections. And so, you know, we need to look for those. And it's not one of those things where you should just connect with anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, we do, you need to be intentional. You know, you don't just go up to anyone and tell them your whole life story. Why? <laughs> because, you know, first of all, you need to be led onto who those relationships should be in your life. Absolutely. It shouldn't just be the next person that you see. But, you know, we have to be intentional about that. We have to understand that, you know, Jesus is our everything, but we are also on this earth and there's needs that we have here that we're looking for to be met. And so meeting individuals and people that will encourage us in our faith is important to find those relationships. It's incredibly important. And we've been blessed that everywhere we've gone in ministry, we've had folks that we've connected mm -hmm. with. We've had an opportunity to connect with different people at different levels in life. In fact, this morning I got a text message from a gentleman, uh, Pastor Peter Penrose. Oh, I haven't seen him forever. I love <laughs> Peter and he's a great guy. And, and these text messages will come by every once in a while or phone calls or Facebook. And it's just this instant connection mm -hmm. because honestly, he and I were real with each other. We right. were honest when we were working together at a church, <laughs> sometimes too real, sometimes joking too much, but we were honest with how we felt, what we were yeah. going through, where we were at. And at that time, both of us were actually at pretty, really good places in life. So it was easy to connect. Mm -hmm. um, and over time, we didn't always stay in really nice, comfortable places. Sure. We both went through some difficulties and we had an, an opportunity to talk with each other through those moments of pain and hardship. And it helps you not feel so alone because right. the fact is you're not complaining just because you go through hardship No, and you want to talk it out with someone. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily complaining. You're complaining when you say the same thing over and over and over again, don't do anything. Yeah. If you're going to do the, if you're going to give that spiel to like five different people and just try to pull on their emotions, you're complaining. Yes. But if you give that 
heartfelt emotional discourse and say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Unload, unburden. The Bible says that we share one another bur- one right. another's burdens. So we unburden and then that person helps lift us up, build us mm-hmm. up. That's the community that God is intending the church to be. Right. That's the community that God's calling people with loneliness to be invested in. Mm-hmm. Now we know Jesus felt lonely. He tried to unburden, didn't work out the way he wanted to. Eventually he felt the pressures of his situation. The only one that could answer the call was God himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe God has to step in in your situation from time to time. He, he's not going to leave you or forsake you as we read in Deuteronomy, but know that there's the process right. of coming into connection with someone as Lori was talking about, as she's been harping on throughout this video, you've got to be in those moments of connection and community, mm-hmm. but how do you do it? You learn how right. to unburden. Well, and you might be thinking, oh, this is all great. You know, this is good information, but seriously, I need like practical step-by-step. What do I need to do? Because I feel lonely and I feel like there's no one there for me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, first thing I would tell anyone to do is pray, you know, say, God, I'm, I need relationship. I need a friend. I need someone who I can confide in that I can trust. God, show me who you would have there to be for me here on this earth, you know, obviously talking with God, but then asking him to lead you on that. That is so important. And to open up that relational door, yeah, right? Because there are going to be people that may be a superstar in your life. Right. And you're going to say, oh, that would be the person to fix Mm -hmm. my problem. And likelihood is they're not. Probably not. It's probably the person that you least expect it will come into your life and talk to some of those issues, Mm -hmm. walk you through those moments, really help you help you unburden mm-hmm. and it's probably not going to be that superstar stud that you see yeah. off in the corner in the distance you think i can't wait to tell them all my problems they're gonna have all the fixes and answers well and you can't be afraid to you know step out and mm-hmm. and take that you know is there potential that you could be hurt sure. absolutely but we've I- been burnt we've been hurt before we've tried to unburden man i sat we sat down with a couple who at a particular church we're working at, we're having some angst mm-hmm. going on between us. And we tried to flush it out and just throw it out there mm-hmm. and said, hey, here's how we see the right. issue. We threw it out and they looked at us and said, we don't see it that way. <laughs> just straight face. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. I'm thinking you little turds, like we invited your house, we made dinner, we're trying to make this right. And you just throw it back at us. Nope. You might get that from time to yeah. time. But then on the other side, you might get relationships right. that are for a lifetime. It doesn't mean they're every day. And it's okay to have trial and error. Mm -hmm. You know, you connect with people and you realize, hey, this isn't going to be a person that I'm going to be, have an intimate relationship with, you know, friendship, but that's okay. You know, you still have a connection point with someone. It doesn't mean that they have to be your best friend. You don't have to commit to that forever. It's not marriage. You're not putting a ring on it. You know, it's just in the moment of when you need help. Mm-hmm. when you need someone on your team. Right. And sometimes God brings that person in your path at just the right time. Sometimes they're an old, you know, standby that you know you can call them. You know you can pick mm-hmm. up the phone. You know right. you can, they're going to get in the down and dirty with you. Mm-hmm. It, it comes at different waves. You know, uh, one of the pastors we served, well, uh, learned under uh, Rod Parsley, his wife Joni is a very good speaker. She doesn't speak often enough in my opinion. Very good speaker, very good writer. And she gave a story about how she deals with issues in life and loneliness. And if you're not familiar with their story, they have an autistic child. And when she was growing that kid up, you know, she felt very alone at times. She kind of talked to that, that she kind of felt like nobody was dealing with the things that she was dealing with or Mm -hmm. couldn't understand and, or very few people, limited people. And she made this statement that stuck with me. She said that if you can't find a way to get alone or to deal with life's issues, 
to deal with loneliness in your kitchen island. You're never going to find that peace, that getaway moment on a desert island. Right. Dude, that has hit me so hard mm. because we are looking for the grass is greener moment. Right. Absolutely. We are looking for the next relationship, yep. the next job, right. the next fulfilling moment, the next this, the next that, and not realizing that the, all that's going to do is compound the loneliness. Right. Right. One of the issues I think that compounds loneliness is transientness. Hmm. We are so willing to change, change jobs, hmm. change relationships, yep. change locations. Yep. Uh, we, you know, we'll move from San Antonio, Texas, all the way to somewhere in Maine on the drop of a hat if we think it'll be grass is greener scenario, yeah. and that's not a good thing. No. We've got to come to a place where we understand God put us in a process, mm -hmm. trust the process, go through the yeah. process, even at times when it's difficult. Yeah. And in that process, you, you know, go to scriptures like John 14, 27, ask, say, God, you said you'd have, you're mm -hmm. my peace. So I need that peace right now during Absolutely. this process, during this transition. He's not going to leave you. He's no, there every time. No. And that's what kind of brings me to this next thought and really want, where we want to hang our hat. Mm -hmm. We need to remember, remember that God can use our emotional pains to build us up. Yes. He doesn't forget those emotional, painful moments. Nope. He doesn't forget the moments that you were betrayed. He doesn't forget the moments that you felt lonely. Right. He doesn't forget the moments that you felt cast out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't forget the moments you felt like the other. He has not forgotten you. No. He will never forget your story. No. And you know, we use these, we can use these moments to grow individually, but also to help others who are going through those situations. Absolutely. You know, we move through situations. Thankfully, you know, a lot of times we talk about going through that valley and we're going to get yeah. to the other side, you know, and, and in that valley, it seems like we're never going to get out. But when we do, we need to use those moments. We need to encourage other people. You know, this is what we have. That's what our testimonies are for, to encourage other people in their faith. Absolutely. The Bible literally says that we overcome, that we, we become winners yes. in life by the blood of the lamb or the sacrifice of Christ and what he's done for us and the word of our testimony, the, the testimony literal spoken so word of our testimony. Look right. what God's done. Right. So there's two facets to this. If you're lonely, you might need to hear a look what God has done story. Mm -hmm. You might need to find a new look what God has done story in the life of someone around you. And if you're that person that has a look what God has done story, find someone lonely. Yes. Deposit show that in their life. Show yourself friendly. Absolutely. The Bible <laughs> says if you need friends, show yourself friendly. Show yourself friendly. So show yourself friendly in that manner get invested with one another yes. let the walls come down be real and be honest risk it right risk it because it matters right. listen if we're ever going to tend to turn the tide of this emotional index that's mm. literally creeping up we've got to find a way to have real meaningful conversations even if it's digital we've got to find a way to have real meaningful conversations so that we don't feel alone mm. understand you're not the only one that ever felt lonely no. jesus is in that boat man He's in that boat with you. He understands the pressures of loneliness. Yeah. But we don't have to live there. No, we, we don't. We don't have to Thank die God. there. No. Thank God. We don't have to die on that mountain. Mm. Man, I, we want to we just encourage you. If you're feeling lonely, man, ask, reach out, connect, mm. and mm -hmm. see where God will lead you. You know, wherever that might be, maybe your church has small groups you know, there's always opportunities to get connected. And so you're going to have to maybe step out of your comfort zone and do that. But I promise you in the end, it will be so worth it. It will be so worth it when you make that life 
impacting moment, that impasse where you connect with someone, you let your guard down and really life change starts to happen mm -hmm. because you're invested in a community. Yes. Man, we love you guys. We We're hope you enjoyed. We're praying for you. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Grace Between Us. If you'd like to, you can follow us on the socials, the social medias, whatever the kids call them, the gram. We're flexing for the gram. I don't even know what that means. But if you want to follow us on the Instagram or on the Facebook or on the Twitter or on the <laughs> YouTube, it's uh, at The Grace Between Us. And we'll be back next time with another interesting topic. Also, if you have a topic that you'd like us to yes, discuss, something us. that you'd like us to hit on, please comment wherever you're at and also subscribe. Subscribe no matter what platform you're looking at us on. Mm -hmm. Subscribe, friend us, click yes, can like. Can share this? You can share with all your friends share and family it. members. Yes. So get that done too. Man, we'll see you.